Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Now a second scripture lesson from the Gospel of John. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What I just read as our second scripture lesson is the Gospel of John's version of the Christmas story. It's different from Luke's version, which I read last night. Luke's version of the Christmas story has shepherds. Matthew's Gospel has the Magi, or wise men. John's account is very different. In John's account of the Christmas story, there is no manger, no shepherds, no wise men, no angel, no pregnant Mary, no worried Joseph, no baby Jesus, and certainly no Santa Claus. What there is instead in John's version of the Christmas story is light and darkness. This light has been shining since the very beginning. Before the earth was called forth from the void, before the mountains were called up from the deep, since that time before life dawned and long before we humans were granted dominion in those passing eons, despite the heat of summer and the cold of winter, despite death and war, extinction and holocaust, This light never went out, but shone through all the darkness. That's what there is in John's version of the Christmas story. Unlike Matthew or Luke, John's gospel focuses on light and darkness. Inspired by this version of the Christmas story, I invite you to think with me about how The light shines in the darkness, and how the darkness did not, could not, nor will it ever 
overcome the light. It was there on the first Christmas of World War I. Though it was a hellish time for Alfred Duggan Charter and every soldier who found himself on the front that Christmas morning. Charter was a second lieutenant, lieutenant in the second battalion of the Gordon Highlanders. And he woke that Christmas morning in a freezing, muddy trench less than 100 yards from the German lines in West Flanders, Belgium. The bloodiest fighting had briefly ended in a stalemate. Corpses littered the deadly no-man's land which separated the two sides along the western front. Yet that Christmas morning, Charter saw all along that 20-mile stretch of the western front unarmed German troops climbing over the parapets and walking towards the British side simply to shake hands and exchange Christmas greetings. This miracle, this light shining among all that darkness is called the Christmas truce. And it is likely the largest spontaneous truce in modern history. It resulted in a day of shared cigars, good cheer, chocolate, and in more than one place a game of soccer in the middle of a battlefield. According to historians, no one prearranged anything. It just happened. How did it happen then? I'll tell you. The light shines in the darkness. Now, of course, there was one German who refused to play soccer on that battlefield. He thought that the truce was disgraceful. His name was Adolf Hitler, and his dedication to the darkness is so legendary that most people consider him to be one of the vilest humans ever to have walked the earth. Yet even in his concentration camps, the light was shining. Though the darkness was tremendous, suffocating. That first Christmas Eve behind the boudoir of Auschwitz, the SS set up a Christmas tree with electric lights and called all the prisoners to gather around it. For they had placed corpses under the tree as a warning to the living. The next year, Pope Pius XII gave a Christmas Eve proclamation in German. And despite freezing temperatures, all prisoners were required to listen. Forty-two succumbed to the cold, dying of exposure. Others suffered nervous breakdowns. How many spirits were broken? Yet in cell block 10, which housed Polish prisoners, the singing of carols began not long after, and like waves of the sea came the illuminating words, God is born, the powers tremble. hard to talk about serious things while kids are <laughs> But the light shines in the darkness, does it not? <laughs> and the powers will always tremble, my friends. No matter how merciless, no matter how compassionless, no matter how strong, for the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will not overcome it. This is the truth. 
And on Christmas Eve, 1944, when the days of the Third Reich were numbered, the prisoner priest, Father Groz de Rosenberg, celebrated Midnight Mass. Women in Birkenau prepared 200 gifts for children fashioned from rags. One of them dressed up as St. Nicholas and passed them out. And one month, those who survived would gain their freedom. For on January 27, 1945, the light broke through the darkness, which is what the light always does. It's the truth. You've heard about all the darkness that surrounds us today. War, disease, poverty, discord. However, in Kansas City, there is a man who makes it his Christmas tradition to slip $100 bills into strangers' pockets, handing out between $100,000 and $200,000 every year. In Michigan, there's a man named Chad Rose who gives away Christmas trees. Inspired by his example, a woman in Grand Rapids named Ann offered to donate ornaments for all of Chad's trees. Likewise, Grammy award-winning singer Beyonce surprised Walmart shoppers in Boston by buying everyone's merchandise in the entire store. In Colorado, a homeless man bought a Barbie and a Hot Wheels set for two kids in need, then went back later to buy another kid a bike, saying, this is probably going to be my last Christmas on this earth. I am no one. I might as well make one little kid happy. It took me losing everything to realize that I'm happier now in my life than I was when I had big money. Stories like that are everywhere if you know how to see them. They're right here. For the last two nights, members of our church have been driving homeless families in our church's vans to an emergency shelter because the must shelter is already full. Our Kroger out on Whitlock has been giving away Christmas trees all week long for free. Yesterday, Elizabeth Lyle took her blowtorch to melt ice out in our parking lot. <laughs> and so, my friends, I tell you, the light shines in the darkness every single day and the darkness will not overcome it. How do I know? Because I've seen it. I was a prison chaplain one summer years ago. I was a chaplain intern at the Metro State Women's Prison and there I was sent to the floor where all the inmates who suffered mental illness lived. They were the lowest of the low. It was the most depressing place I've ever spent time. These women were constantly taking, taken advantage of. They were pushed around and had little to brighten their days. Yet when I walked into their common room, one woman stood and asked if she could sing. And from that hopeless place, she sang out. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home when Jesus is my portion? My constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, so I know he watches me.
I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. My friends, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not, cannot, will not overcome it. That's the Christmas message from John's Gospel, and it is a message that every one of us needs to hear because some days are so bright and full and hopeful, and it's easy to be hopeful and happy. But then comes along the glimmer of shadow, and it just knocks me down and takes the wind from my sails. Sometimes all it takes is a glimmer, one little disappointment, one little inconvenience, one little word of whining and complaining. But imagine with me, imagine with me what it took for those soldiers so aware of the darkness of war to walk out into no man's land that Christmas morning during World War I. Imagine with me the faith that it took to go from being shot at to playing soccer. Imagine the faith that it took to stare down the barrel of a rifle and to see the soldiers on the other side as enemies one day, then to realize that they are brothers made of the same flesh and blood as them the next. This is the miracle of Christmas. Not only to hear that the light shines in the darkness, but to live knowing that it's true. For if they could play soccer on a battlefield and sing Christmas carols in a concentration camp, if some man is slipping $100 bills into people's pockets, and if a woman, a downtrodden woman, can sing his eyes on the sparrow so I know he watches me while being locked up behind bars, then you and I can hardly walk out the doors of this church afraid of the darkness any longer. So I charge you this morning to trust in the light, to remember that the light is shining, so pay no more homage to the darkness. I ask you to pray for the sick, knowing that death is not the end to offer kindness to strangers without doubting their intentions, to walk boldly into each new day, not as the cynics do, fearful, cautious, expecting things to fall apart, but as the saints in light would have us do, full of expectation, trusting that the light will soon enough break through the storm clouds overhead. The darkness in this world isn't going to overcome anything. But it sure will consume our minds if we let it. It sure will consume our thoughts. It sure will suck hope right out of our souls if we give it any kind of power. But Christ has conquered sin and death so pay more attention to him and the light that he brings us today. Be a witness to his light, which is casting out the shadow from all around us even now. That's what Christmas is all about. The light that shines in the darkness, which has come into our world. 
Watch for the light, for the darkness. Its days are numbered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia. Or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.